0: Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 Local News for Wednesday, April 26, 2023. Prosecution and defense rested in the trial of Peshmin Alahi, the Wonder Valley man on trial for nine counts, including attempted murder. Online news editor Robert Hayden joins us
1: with his report. Prosecuting attorney Heather Azouk recalled law enforcement to the stand for Tuesday morning testimony. Detective Holloway of the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department was back on the stand, clarifying the photo lineup that he showed to the victim that helped identify Pejman Alahi as the shooter in the November 9th incident. The trial continued with testimony from the neighbor who called 911 after hearing the victim's screams for help on that day. The neighbor described the morning she found the victim, Gerald Jonas, with three gunshot wounds on the property of Brianna Sean. She says at first the yelling wasn't a concern, as they, quote, do get some interesting characters in the neighborhood. But she said when the yelling turned into a desperate screaming for help, she had to scramble over an adjacent fence and found Jonas bleeding on the patio of Sean's residence. The neighbor immediately called 911 and the courtroom listened to a recording of the call. In it, you can hear the neighbor trying to calm the distraught Jonas, who is described as screaming and thrashing around. The Good Samaritan stayed with Jonas as deputies and paramedics arrived, despite not knowing the circumstances of the shooting or even where the shooter was. In the call, Gerald Jonas answers both the neighbor and the responding officer's questions of who shot you with the answer, "Chucky." or Brianna's new boyfriend, Chucky. The final testimony came from Deputy Alexander Stumbo, who was one of the first law enforcement on the scene. He confirmed that the name Chucky was used to identify the shooter, which is a known nickname for Pejman Alahi. On recross, defense attorney John Paul Sorreo made sure it was clear that according to testimonies, no physical description of Alahi was given by the victim other than being described as a Hispanic adult male with a, quote, gang of tattoos on his face. With that testimony, prosecution and defense rested, with a case being presented to the jury this morning for their deliberation and eventual
0: verdict. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Robert Hayden. Property owners in and around historic Main Street in Pioneertown recently received a letter from County Land Use Services soliciting feedback on a proposed zoning overlay for the 46 acres that is the center of town. The proposal aims to manage redevelopment in the area by keeping it appropriate to community interests, historic preservation, and within a scale that local infrastructure can support. Reporter Mike Lipsitz has more on this attempt to clarify and codify the maze of confusing regulations that govern county
2: land use. On the table and awaiting approval by county planning is the culmination of years of planning, research, and community input Headed by local resident and architect Ben Loescher. He calls it an attempt to turn the county's easily ignored community action guides into binding land use regulations. Loescher was instrumental in Pioneer Town's listing on the National Register of Historic Places and wants to maintain the development and character that earned that listing. He says the overlay is a big deal for Pioneer Town and provides a model for other areas. Like Joshua Tree, where resource scarcity has replaced long-term planning with an approach that looks at an area when a development proposal is made. The proposal, background, photos, and frequently asked questions are online at pioneertown1946.org. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Mike Lipsitz.
0: Last night's meeting of the 29 Palms City Council featured citizen appointments to both housing and wastewater committees, a two-year budget report, and a lively conversation on the proposed wastewater treatment plant and pending sewer plan. Reporter Heather Clisby has details.
3: The Tuesday night meeting of the 29 Palm City Council featured significant discussions on housing, the city budget, and the proposed sewer and wastewater treatment plant. Councilmember Octavia Scott pulled the housing element annual progress report from the consent calendar for comment. While the state has mandated that all California cities must add 1,000 additional units by 2029, the city issued just 25 building permits in 2022 and only a handful this year so far. Finance Director Abigail Hernandez presented a preliminary two-year general fund budget that highlighted city priorities and targeted spending. Hernandez stated that city expenditures are increasing more than city revenues. There will be public hearings on the city's spending plans on May 23rd and June 13th before the council gives final approval in July. The remainder of the meeting focused on the financing and location of the Wastewater Reclamation Project Phase 1, rather the wastewater treatment facility for the city's eventual sewer system. The city has conducted several studies, consulted the 29 Palms Water District, and landed on a location, an open area north of Highway 62, west of Utah Trail, and just east of the post office. Residents at the meeting expressed both concerns about unwelcome aromas and excitement over septic-free properties. When Councilmember Scott suggested Suggested moving the proposed site, City Manager Frank lacchino explained that the city is applying for a time-sensitive state grant slated specifically for septic to sewer conversions. The funds are first come, first serve, and the project must be shovel-ready. Kino stated that changing the location would likely mean more studies that would delay the application beyond the June deadline and the city could possibly miss an opportunity to have the project entirely funded, thus saving residents from upfront costs. The mitigated negative declaration for the project was approved with Councilmember Scott abstaining. Reporting for Z1077, this is Heather Clisby.
0: At last night's meeting, the Yucca Valley Planning Commission reviewed the Carl's Jr. sign and exterior colors and approved the revisions. The commission also reviewed the Capital Project Update Reports and the Land Development Update Reports. Hillary Sloan is here with details from last night's meeting.
4: At last night's meeting, the Planning Commission reviewed and approved a permit for the exterior color change at 55684 29 Palms Highway and postponed a temporary use permit for Valley Pipeline. Staff updated the commissioners on the Anaga Trail Project, the first phase of the Old Town Parking Project, and the Highway 62 Landscape Beautification Project. Plans for the renovation of Essex Park are in the works. The Yucca Valley Aquatic Center needs county approval, which is in the discussion stages. During the land development report, staff said Star Cafe is working through its building permit and quick quack car wash has broken ground. Employment applications for planning commissioner and the revenue oversight measure commissioner will be accepted until 5 p.m. today. For more information, see this story at c1077fm.com. Reporting for C1077, this is Hillary Sloan.
0: Last night, the Morongo Unified School District Board of Trustees met for their regular meeting at Joshua Tree Elementary. Assignment reporter Gabriel Hart was in attendance and has the recap for us today.
5: Last night's MUSD meeting was packed with over 120 attendees, much of whom were MTA members showing their solidarity for the impending labor negotiations. A certificate of appreciation was presented to 29 Palms Elementary Itinerant Behavioral Instructional Assistant Samantha Seipel, who led the board with a Pledge of Allegiance. MTA President Amber Hansen spoke, quote, in the spirit of joy, celebration, and collaboration, representing the rousing turnout of MTA members. Director of Secondary Curriculum Isaac Corrales gave a presentation on the five-year DODEA grant, Grant, a $500,000 grant given to MUSD to help transition military-connected students. Stacy Smalling and Jason Bolt gave a brief overview of the MTA MUSD Sunshine proposal, urging the board and attendees for their support. Board President Kathy Nelson announced a new expedient format to the board meetings where all agenda items would be covered in one vote from board members unless otherwise contested. All agenda items were passed unanimously by the board. Reporting for Z1077, this is assignment reporter Gabriel Hart. The 29
0: Palms United Methodist Church has food available this morning for those who need assistance. Bags of non-perishable food will be distributed at the church, located at 6250 Mesquite Springs Road in 29 Palms, between 9 a.m. and noon today. Later this morning, directors at the Joshua Basin Water District will convene for a special meeting and workshop. Reporter Mike
2: Lipsitz rejoins us to tell you what's on the agenda. At 11.30 this morning, one of the first items of business will be to administer the oath of office to the district's newly appointed director for Division Two. David Fick. The only other item on the agenda is a workshop session entitled Emergency Management Training. Today's meeting is at the district office on Choyita Road in Joshua Tree. The public may attend in person or remotely via the Zoom platform. Instructions for remote attendance may be found with this story at z1077fm.com. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Mike Lipsitz. And finally, Theatre 29 is seeking wayward
0: lovers and fairies alike for their season finale production of William Shakespeare's A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Arts and entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas urges
5: you to find out what fools these mortals be. Auditions for A Midsummer Night's Dream have been announced for Saturday, April 29th, from 5 to 8 p.m., with callbacks on Sunday, April 30th, from 6 to 8 p.m. For the first time ever, Theater 29 will be offering Shakespeare. Director Charlie E. Parker is looking for a cast of 12 to 20 performers to play various characters, such as young lovers, fairies, clowns, and dancers. This production will utilize black light and UV-reactive body paint, makeup, costuming, and sets. Come be a part of this groundbreaking, innovative production— even if you've never tried acting before or you think you don't know how, anyone can act, and it is so fun. Even if you think Shakespeare is boring and stuffy and scary, it's not. Full details are available at theater29.org forward slash auditions. Reporting for Z1077, this is arts and entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas.
0: That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at seven, eight, nine, noon, 4, 5, and 6. If you hear news happening, let us know about it. Email us at tips at z1077fm.com. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmetz.